0: Well, if you are um, second grade and under and would like to go to Children's Church, um, y'all are dismissed, all right? The rest of y'all can have a seat. If someone will grab the lights for me, I'd appreciate it. Well, if the rest of you will turn to John 3. John 3. This morning, we have the privilege of looking at one of those passages that we all know so well. In fact, I would imagine that everybody in here can recite John 3.16. You know, I didn't grow up the King James Version, but that's the version I know it in, because that's what everybody's always uh, repeated it in. Uh, It's it's one of those verses that... um, is so dear to our hearts, and yet perhaps we have said it so often, perhaps it is so close to us that we've forgotten just how amazing this verse is, uh, just how much and how scandalous God's love for us really is. So let's, let's pray and ask the Lord to bless our time, uh, and then we'll hear the word preached. Father, we thank you for your word we thank you, O oh Lord, that, uh, that you use it to move in our midst. And we pray that you would, by your Spirit, move in our midst this morning. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to read verses uh, 14 through 21 of John chapter 3. Hear now the word of the Lord. And as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been carried out in God. The grass withers, the flowers fade, the word of our God, however, it shall stand forever. You know, Perhaps one of the most remarkable things about this passage we actually find in verse 17. It's contained in 16, but it's explicitly stated in verse 17. And and here we find that God sent His Son into the world. Now, here's the thing. If if we um, just knew about the world, what we know about the world, and then we were to learn that God was going to send His Son into the world, there's no telling if that would be to help us or to bring judgment. Uh, I had a... um, in 12th grade, I took calculus, and um, it was a tough class. Uh, and I had to take it again in college. Uh, I didn't do quite as well as I should have in the first go-around. Uh, but we had this teacher who who wasn't really good at controlling the class, and, and we had this really, really rowdy class, and there was always bickering, fighting, lots of talking, always in class. And, and Do y'all have, kids, do y'all have in your classrooms, uh, do y'all have these intercoms that you can push? I can't see. You. Hold on a second. Do you have those intercoms that you push and you can talk to the, um, the front desk? Well, we had these at my school. And so the teacher could push a button on the wall, and you hear this beep, and then you say, you know, what do you want? And, uh, or the, the secretary downstairs could push the button, and it would go beep in the classroom, and so you'd know that she was talking to you and that she could do everything that was going on. All right, so one day our teacher decided to go downstairs. Terrible idea. Uh, and to, to the front office. And she said, okay, y'all got to be good while I'm gone. You've got to be good while I'm gone. So you know exactly what happened, right? Everybody was very good, prim and proper, until they heard that door click, and she got down the hall just a bit. You could, we figured out how far she had to be down the hall for us to start being crazy again before she'd hear us. And so as soon as she got down the hall, we started being crazy again. But do you know that we were being so loud, we couldn't hear the beep of the intercom, when it came back on, see, she had pushed it downstairs in the front office, and she could hear everything that we said. And she came on with this loud, booming voice after she'd heard everything we'd said, all of it, I'm sure, not entirely holy. And she said, "Just wait, I'm a coming." <laughs> she made pretty good time getting back up to that classroom, too. I'll tell you. See, she came back. She came into our world. And for us, it was not a good thing. It was a very bad thing indeed. So when we read that God sent his son into the world, it is an amazing thing that he would send his son into our world to help us, to redeem us, to save us, instead of, as my teacher came, full of the wrath and judgment that we rightly Deserved. See, the thing about this text is it says that God so loved the world. Now think about this. God made the world, right? And everything in it, and he set it up and and he gave us his law, and then all of a sudden, Adam and Eve, what did they do? They rebelled and they threw this world into rebellion. and, and, And their sin didn't just impact them, it impacted us. And so each one of us is born a sinner, rebelling against God. Um, You don't have to teach a little boy or a little girl how to sin. Now, we model it, for sure, and we model it well sometimes, don't we? But they come into this world knowing how to sin, how to be selfish, and how to steal things from their brothers and sisters, and how to hit and punch and scratch and push. Um, But this is the world that God loved. There's no reason that He should have loved this world. This world had rebelled against Him. This, This world said, I don't want anything to do with you, God. And yet, this is the world he loved. This is what makes this passage so amazing. As one commentator pointed out, it's not that God's love is so great because it's so big, in that the world is so big, it's so vast, how could he possibly love the whole world? Well, God made the world. He made the 300 sextillion stars out there. And so if we just think about our one little planet, it's it's very small compared to what all God has made. What makes it so amazing that God loves this world is that He loves a world that's gone so bad. Kids, I want you to think about if... um, We got any dog lovers here? Got any dog lovers? Got a few? Yeah? Yeah? All right, so imagine you've been, you've been pestering your parents. Don't, don't pester, don't pester, that's a bad word. Ask politely for a while. You've been asking politely for a while, I need a dog, I need a dog. And so finally, your mom and dad, they take you to the, uh, to the pound, to the Humane Society, and they say, you can have any dog you can find. They've got three dogs. All right, so you get to the first dog, and it's a golden retriever. And it's a sweet golden retriever (laughs) and it looks up with you those those puppy dog eyes and it and it starts licking your face and it's so excited it's got a healthy coat and you say this is the dog that i want and so your parents you know they're wise they say okay we're gonna look at the other two dogs just to make sure so you get to the second dog and this dog is sick that's a little black lab i have a soft spot in my heart for black labs I don't want a dog anytime soon. Don't bring me one, please. Uh, but I have a soft spot in my heart for black laughs. And, uh, and this dog's sick. And they tell you at the Humane Society, we know what is wrong with this dog, but we can't afford to buy the medicine. It's only $10, but we can't afford to buy it. And you know in your piggy bank, there is a crisp $10 bill that you can go and buy this medicine that this dog needs to make him well. And you know that you can fix this dog. And you would know this dog would love you and that he would uh, be by your side always. So what do you do? You say, oh, that's the dog I want. And your mom and dad, they say, no, no, that's not the dog. Or let's, let's make sure. Let's just make sure. Let's go to the third dog. You know what the third dog is like? It's a raging pit bull. And it's got foam coming down out of its mouth. It lunges at you, trying to bite you. You can see the toys that have been thrown in there. All you see is the stuffing. That's all that's left. And you say, I would never want that dog. Right, let's think about this. Let's think about who we are. Which of the dogs that we are? Are we the first dog? See, no, because we're not good. The Bible says no one is good, no, not one. No one seeks after God. We're not lovely. That's not why God loves us. But perhaps we're the second dog. The second dog that's just sick, that needs just a little bit of help. He's a good dog, he's a healthy dog, except this one little problem. He just needs a little help. But you know, the Bible says that's not even us either. Because it says we are dead in our trespasses and sins. Not just sick. Dead. Dead in our trespasses and sins. You know who we are? We're that third dog. We're in rebellion against God. And we don't deserve God's love. And this is what makes his love so Amazing. See, it's not that we're lovely. It's not the objects of God's love that makes him love us. It is God's nature. We read in 1 John chapter 4 that God is love. It is in his nature to love people like me and you who don't have it all together, who have made big mistakes, who have made big sins. This is why this passage is so amazing. For God so loved this world of which I'm a part of, to which I'm, I contribute many problems to, for God so loved the world. But here's the thing, he didn't just say, I love this world, he did something about it, because this verse continues, says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, or only begotten son, his one and only, his unique son. You think of all the things that God could have given, what was more precious than his son, the Son had always existed. He's the second person of the Trinity. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, are, they are all God. Uh, one God and three persons. But to give His Son. And when He gave His Son, He wasn't just sending His Son to the corner store to get something. He was sending His Son to die. For people like me and you, the, the, the rabid pit bull with foam and, and, and the fur and the and the, uh, the stuffing everywhere. That's the person he loved, like you and me. For God's all the world he gave. He did not hold back. He wasn't selfish. He gave his only son. That whoever believes in him, whoever trusts in him, whoever, whoever repents of their sin, we are called to turn our backs on our sin and turn to the Lord and say, I'm sorry for my sin. And if we believe in him, what will happen? What's that text say? That we won't perish. Now what does it mean to perish? Perish, we can say, means to die. But you know, this, this text is much stronger than that. See, the, the Greek word, the, the New Testament was written in Greek. We translated it into English afterwards. Uh, but the Greek word is the same word that is used in first, Second Thessalonians chapter 1 for destruction. It's talking about hell. And if we believe in Jesus... We won't go to hell. And you know, it's even better than that. It's not just that we won't go to hell. It's that we'll have eternal life. And this is really good news, isn't it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but, that all-important word, that three-letter word that's perhaps the best word in all of Scripture, but have eternal life. You know, this eternal life is one that, that we look forward to, right? When we go to be with the Lord. When we go to be with the Lord who sent His Son, who shows for his, uh, his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, He sent Christ to die for us. As we look forward to this eternal life with the one who did not spare His Son, but gave Him up for us all. But you know, this eternal life which we will receive in heaven, it begins now. It begins now. If we, if we repent of our sins and put our faith in Christ Jesus, if we believe in him, then this eternal life it begins now. We don't have to wait until we get to heaven. It starts now. It breaks in from the future into our hearts, and he makes us new and forgives us for our sins, cleans us up. See, he takes that, that rabid, um, angry, raging pit bull, and he gives us a new heart, and he loves them. And now that pit bull has been made into a child of God, adopted into the family. That's who we were, and this is what God does in us. If we believe in Him, He changes us. He forgives us. He declares us righteous. If we believe in Him. For God so loved this world. In fact, we, could, we should probably translate this a little different. For God so loved, and we read so. It's not talking about the amount of God's love. It's in this way. In this way. How did he do it? He did it so. For in this way God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. My friends, have you believed in Jesus? This is our our whole theme of uh, VBS this week. The theme of this week is God's love. And God loves you and desires for you to be in a right relationship with him. If you've never done that, not just kids, but adults too, if you've never done that and would like to know more about that, I'm going to be down here at the front of the service, after the service, and, uh, and I'd love to talk to you about what it means to believe in Jesus and to receive the forgiveness of sins and to receive eternal life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the love of uh, the Father, of your love for us. When we did not deserve it, when we were still sinners, when we were still in rebellion, when we were still dead in our trespasses and sins, when we were not seeking you, when we had fallen short of the glory of God and continuing to fall short of the glory of God, we thank you for your love. Remind us today, O Lord, how much you love us. And you demonstrated this love for us by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. And so we thank you for that. Father, I pray for anyone here who doesn't know that they would turn to you and seek your forgiveness and receive eternal life. We pray, O Lord, for VBS this week that you would work in a mighty way and bring a great harvest of souls for your glory. In the name of Jesus we ask it. Amen. Our final hymn, I believe, is a bit of a theme for uh, for the week.